We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Road of His Basketball Show. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTomArden, and I'm delighted to be joined by Connor O'Driscoll, FFPC Basketball Champion for 2021, RoadOfHis.com writer. I've loved having him on the Road of His Basketball Show over the last couple of months, I guess, Connor, at this point. But we are going to run it back. We had a 1-2 finish in the FFPC tournament. You came first, we came second. Sean said, if you can't beat them, join them. So Sean has done some drafts with you. I think that I need to, to draft. And hopefully this can be the team that brings home the, the big prizes here in the, the Best Ball Mania tournament over at underdogfantasy.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to draft with you. Uh, like you said, one, two finish. And um, hopefully we can uh, we can make something happen. Yeah, and, I'm really uh, looking forward to it. And so we are going to spin it up. We like to start these off fast and furious. We do set up. Let us know what spot we've Ooh, got as the we got the, the 103. 103. I've been joking recently. I am on fire with these, you know, five and up. Yeah, and uh, must so. have rubbed off on me. Yeah. So uh, how how have you been faring for for draft luck over the the past couple of weeks? Uh, terrible, absolutely terrible. It's all like 107, 108, 109. So I'm I'm absolutely pumped to get. So I I was actually draft. hoping, you know, I was going to mention this to you before. I was like, I'm. And Sean's making fun of me because I keep saying that I'm drafting, you know, getting these players at the back end of the two, three turn with T Higgins and uh, AJ Brown and all these drafts. And he's like, that's a rich man's problem to have like too many shares of Jonathan Taylor. And uh, I was nearly tempted to be like, what about a 109? How does that sound? But it's when terrible. these things are going good, you have to keep them going good. So we'll be drafting now. We'll be drafting from that third spot. We'll see how things play out. We may have an option at Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey or elsewhere into that elite wide receiver tier if you are playing over at underdogfantasy.com and you want to get a sign-up bonus you can use the promo code rotoviz that will get you a 100 sign-up bonus up to 100 while playing over there lots of great contests there the puppy tree will be starting very shortly but we are on the clock and justin jefferson goes jonathan taylor goes feels like we might have to go with mr uh, christian mccaffrey here i mean this isn't a difficult decision right like some people if you've drafted too much christian mccaffrey at this point having all these fantastic opening draft slots it's a difficult decision but um there's no there's no such thing i mean unless you have like 30 percent christian mccaffrey i think we're okay too yeah no i'm definitely on board here i think if you get either of those options at number three um i think that's fair i think then if you're drafting 
probably in the 105 it becomes an interesting option you know when you have Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, one of them will generally fall to you at that point. So today it'll be interesting, the, the 105 spot, to see if they go with Jamar Chase at this point, which they do. So the first five picks, as you would expect, but we do get Christian McCaffrey at the third spot, which is really nice and should set us up for that hero or modified zero RB approach here as we get into the draft. So excited to have a 103, really looking forward. I, I think the one thing might catch me out in underdog is if I get a late draft slot, it'll be like, what players go at the, these points? Because I'm so used to being like, in round one, this is my guy, round two, round three, round four, and knowing which way we want to go. So well, this is what this is what's going to happen when you finally get the 108. You're like, Stefan Diggs? I know where you get your Mark Chase here. <laughs> so uh, luckily enough, uh, I have got quite a, a bit of Stefan Diggs, but in different formats as well. But yeah, there's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I find when you get into the 111 territory where, you know, I, I like CD Lamb, but it just feels like a little drop down from the, the top three guys there. Um, so, yeah, fun start. We get Christian McCaffrey. Really excited to see how it's going to play out. The advantage of this draft is we are not doing it live, so we don't have to really worry, Connor, about – no doubt we are getting sniped even though nobody's watching us, but how are you feeling about which players we should be adding to the queue here? Who are – your favorite targets at the back end of the, the second round here so i like to be uh i like to be very reactive to drafts Um, i mean it's not going to happen but would definitely love if say for some strange reason cd lamb fell out and um, deandre swift is somebody who has actually has a realistic chance of falling back to us that's a uh, th that's really cool when it happens mike evans in the second feels terrible Saquon, Debo, love Debo Samuels. At the at the back end of the uh, the second round is a really nice pick. You know, I, I saw that you guys uh, you guys drafted Mark Andrews uh, recently, and uh, I I do think he starts to become um, a strong pick there at that two tree turn. But I I also uh, also love uh, um, Kyle Pitts. I was going to joke this as well, but you did add those names to the queues, and I was going to joke, well, we can watch the queue here as those names disappear before it gets back to us at the, the next pick. There was a draft I did recently with Sean where I think it was like the 102 or 103. We, I don't know, let's say we picked Cooper Cup and, and Sean added uh, Travis Kelsey to the queue, hoping he would get back. And Sean did exactly what you do, is add the players that you're hoping that will come back, just in case you actually missed out on them if they if they got to that right. point. But we got a few comments in that people really enjoyed seeing, you know, the optimism of uh, adding Kelsey to, to try and get him at the back end. You never the know. Round. He, he goes at the, the end of the first round in this. We are ticking through. Uh, Mike Evans does go at the 204, so still people willing to take him at that high point. Then DeAndre Swift. So we are four picks away, four picks in the queue. We have Barkley, Debo, T. Higgins, AJ Brown. Mark Andrews is obviously there, but you mentioned. Right, yeah, I'll, I'll put him in. You mentioned taking him there, though, but I'm like, you know, it's a case of if, you, if we're doing so many of these drafts, you do want to diversify. Sometimes a lot of the teams that we're building at the start had TJ Hawkinson in them. We're trying to diversify that where we can with like the likes of Kettle. Uh, Andrews Pitts, depending on how it plays out. So we are now three picks away. Probably looking to see if we can get one of the wide receivers here, and then when it spins back around, see if another one. Ideally, two of these wide receivers. But if Mark Andrews or Pitts are there in the third round, I think they could be interesting. So we are two picks away. We are actually going to have uh, our option here of multiple of these wide receivers. So have you a strong take on Debo versus T Higgins versus AJ Brown, or is it just a case that? go by adp here with 
Debo Samuel uh, well, undrafted Debo's in the back of the I, yeah. I would have been dancing if uh, if I if we got him, but I think uh, T Higgins is a really strong pick here. That would be my preference. It's like you you look at uh, you look at how they performed last year, and if you just switched uh, T Higgins week sixteen and put it into week seventeen and did the same for Jamar Chase, like I think I think we're looking at very different uh, ADPs. I think it could be interesting. It'll be because of you know the rookie and third year situation. It's not like one of them's a veteran either, really. You know, from right. that perspective, and one's going to surpass the other. But I do think we could see them a little bit closer. But we're always intrigued by that second year jump. But I do think that there's more in the tank for T Higgins based on some of the injuries right. that he has had to deal with as well. That's another key part. He was banged up for quite a majority of the the season, although he did play. And I I, I think that. You know, we could be looking at Higgins even higher. So I do know that he is somebody that we're going to, if I'm at the back end of that first round and it wraps around, I would I would be tempted to take Higgins early in the second round. So to get him there, he is one of the guys that I'm drafting a huge amount of. AJ Brown is the other. I have a lot of AJ Brown Higgins teams together. I don't know if that's something that we should be continuing to hammer on or if we should start our differentiations because, you know, either those teams all do gloriously well or some of them start to sink. We will also have the option here for oh my Mark God. Andrews well below ADP. How do you feel here at that point with Mark Andrews, or do you want to go with AJ Brown? I have a lot of the AJ Brown T Higgins, so we do go with Mark Andrews there. You mentioned that you do like him at that point. I was interested potentially at the back end of the second round, but to get him in the, the 3 3 there, and then Kyle Pitts goes two picks after, I think you have to take a, a value like that when it comes up. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, and basketball mania this huge tournament you're trying to find ways where you differentiate versus the field without giving up uh, a terrible amount of points and uh, i don't think that there will be many cmc uh, t higgins uh, mark andrews starts and so that 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 feel have to feel very good about that yeah, I think to be honest, I know it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I do think if those teams have McCaffrey, then um, Andrews and Higgins, I think it would be done in that order of Higgins in the third round, Andrews in the second right. round. I think it could be unique though because it's from the 103. So the players that then we pair from here on out could be what makes it extremely unique based on how we have started off here. But it also gives us a start where we have an elite running back an elite wide receiver entering his third year and somebody who has come off an absolutely elite tight end season. So we could potentially have the best player at each position come the end of the season. They could potentially be the number one at those positions. So I think we're off to a really strong start here. It is balanced. The other thing is we're usually looking to get that elite tight end. Sometimes you're having to pay up for that, but then if you're if you're waiting a little bit longer, and if, you know, I like to wait for Hawkinson, but if you miss on Hawkinson, then you're into a, a quite a dicey territory. So it also sets us up for a two tight end build, depending on how it goes later. And it also means that potentially now if one of those quarterbacks is a value when it comes to the Hawkinson range, for example, or we get a flat zone at wide receiver, it gives us the option to pivot to one of these top tier quarterbacks as well. So we're into a, a nice zone here as we start off. But yeah, I, I was tempted by that at the, at the the number you know the two the two picks so to get him at the three was nice so we're looking here now at being four picks away there is some very intriguing options here in Brees hall gabriel davis is there then we have deontay johnson he would be another option and then there is some of the quarterbacks i think you know you could you could pair him with lamar here but i think i would be passing at this next pick anyway 
Um, how are you feeling Good overall with who we should be targeting here at, at this particular spot as Brees Hall does go off the board? This is a tricky spot, I think. Like you're looking at uh, the, the three players at the top of the queue, I think are uh, the exception of Cam Makers. I think Zeke and, and Gabriel Davis are kind of overvalued here. Oh, we got they, they took Lamar Jackson on us. <laughs> I think I was going to pass at this point. I know we are on the clock and we will have a bit of pressure, but we have Deontay Johnson in the queue. I would be intrigued here with Gabriel Davis based on the fact that we have T Higgins and you could potentially stack up that week 17 game if we did go for let's I'll say do it if you want, but I, I, I don't think let's go Deontay, then we'll go Deontay. We'll stick with it. Um I, I'm happy to, to let you take the lead on this one. And this is a case where I am drafting you no know, Deontay a lot. So it's just a case of the, the tiebreaker there for me may have right. been to, to go to just Davis. Yeah. So again, uh, I think Davis is probably at the peak of his price here. But who knows? Uh, we are four picks away. If things break perfectly for us here, Gabriel Davis would be nice. The other player that I'm drafting a huge amount of is DK Metcalf. He obviously got a massive contract extension. I've been drafting him before that. You know, people were asking me what's the upside on on Metcalf. Still very young, entering. You know, he's had double digit touchdowns the last two seasons. Our touchdowns fluky. I think when you're doing double digits, that you're probably pretty consistent at that point. Um, we How do miss out on Davis. Mahomes here at QB four in the fifth round. Well, I'm gonna. I would go with DK Metcalf, but uh, it's up to you. I just think uh, we're talking about a new a new. One of our shows is going to be about the new QB uh, window. Oh, and... teaser alert! Yeah. So let let us know. Let us have a little tease in there. Um, why we why we take Patrick Mahomes there? Well, I mean, it 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 used to be that you you could draft, for example, Cam Newton like a pick ninety or something like that. Now, all 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 the tools we have, all the information say, hey, you you've got to pay for quarterback points. The the drafters are drafters are efficient at knowing the order of these of how these guys are going to score, and when you when you pay a little bit more, you get a lot more in terms of points. I think I I think I look at Patrick Mahomes. I've seen drafts last year drafts where he was going in the second round, and now to get him in the fifth round, it like it just it feels too strong to pass up. Like I I do, I'm drafting DK Maka. I, I like DK Metcalf, but com- as compared to like a real life player in Mahomes, like I I, I don't think it's the same uh, caliber. I should say. No, that that's fair enough. And I've obviously read the the piece up on the website. And something again we continue to talk about is drafters getting smarter, people figuring out where the sweet spots are to draft these players, and using the win the flex tool you know, when it gets to a certain point, and we'll save this for the exact article, but like we talked about the dead zone evolving, that quarterback window we talk about a lot has also evolved, particularly at the FFPC. It's a little bit more condensed. So again, like we took Mark Andrews, this gives us the flexibility. I did mention having taken Andrews where we did, it gave us the option to pivot to a quarterback at some point, and that was slightly below ADP. So I think it's a, a nice player. Actually, directly at ADP now that I mentioned that, I see it on the screen. Right. Who are some of the targets eight picks away that you want to get? And we will get into DK Metcalf another time. I was going to give my little spiel on why I'm why I'm drafting him, but uh, let, let's focus I'm on sorry, where we're going after this. We'll save that for another show, another teaser. Well, we we talked we talked about the dead zone, and a lot of these backs are kind of the uh, the prototypical uh, dead zone backs that we actually do want to avoid. 
My goal when we get to this point is that the next four picks are those four guys. That is usually what my goal is to see what will come along to us. But interest in the two wide receivers that are there in Amari Cooper and Thielen, they are both for me kind of, you know, in a wide receiver dead zone that I'm not looking to target. And it's not a dead zone of wide receivers, but they for me are right. not really on They're my list. Clear avoids. Yeah, we, we will be in some of our upcoming shows in Road of His Overtime talking about, you know, the must avoid list or the must target list. And uh, for me, both of those guys are um you know veterans who are past their peak um we currently have two wide receivers this is a range where we, me and sean have discussed recently a little bit about the likes of a deandre hopkins but i think you do need that little bit more wide receiver depth to be adding him in at this particular point you do get into the young wide receiver kind of area here as well who are some of your favorite targets and i do think we may have to to dig a little bit deeper down here because four picks away i think some of these wide receivers might come off the board on us as well yeah, um, hopefully Amari and Thielen give us some cover, given that they're starting to be... That they're Thielen goes off the board, yeah. Thank God for that. Like so this is the zone, when I was talking, I, I think it makes sense to take Mahomes there. My thought process at the point with Mahomes was if Joe Burrow comes around here, would be a perfect spot for us. We're one oh, well, you away. could have said that when we were drafting. Oh, well, you have control. You have access to the controls. Uh, scroll down a tiny bit. We have Drake London at the top of our queue. Um, it feels to me like this is a quarterback zone. I don't know if you want to do it, but I wouldn't be against taking Burrow here and just having two absolutely elite ones and pairing him with T. Higgins. Only got two wide receivers through uh, six rounds. That's it. Let's do it for some fun. Let's go. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to battle against. We'll make it work. Don't worry. We're done a quarterback now. Um, not, that's not that is not something I've done in any draft this year to take them as close together as that. But we will see how it plays out. I think we did get some values with our tight end earlier, for example, in Andrews, and I think we can try and see how we play out here. Um, we definitely the one thing we can say is we got two quarterbacks in the window. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. We definitely got them in the window. A very expensive window area of it but i do feel like this is a flat area of the draft where i usually dip into the trey lance joe burrow quarterback right. zone the other way i'm usually playing it here is if we haven't got our tight end this is kind of the schultz hawkinson area um so i think though i think i think this will work out i think there's a lot okay of well, we we're, we're about to be on the clock all the good wide receivers are gone we take Trey Lance and get a third. Uh, I, <laughs> scroll down just a little bit and show us the wide receiver position. I mean, maybe we can reach on, on Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, that was what I was going to call as the, the player here. Yeah. It doesn't feel great, but... The other player... I think I, you we, could we, we've hit an avalanche, and uh, we're just trying to stay on our skis now. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. I, I'm happy. Some of the players that go in this range, I'm happy to take that little bit of reach on the other player i'd be happy to kind of take there would have been Kadarius tony but i do think Ayuk uh makes sense we will see if it makes it around we'll start to get into that chiefs wide receiver zone is there any of the chiefs wide receivers that you prefer over others in that range honestly it's kind of whoever makes it for me i suppose we, we've really got a choice between mvs and sky Moore here when it when it when it comes to those guys it's it's kind of like it's a little bit even. Whereas MVS, he has he you know uh, you know what you're getting. He's going to be a good deep threat, but at the same time, he's played so many years and he hasn't shown that he's like a superstar. So you know you're probably not getting a superstar. 
whereas Sky Moore, it's going to take him a little bit longer probably to come along. But, you know, he, he, he could just be the stud. Hopefully, hopefully we get our choice. Hope, maybe we get both of them. <laughs> we'll yeah, hopefully we get one of them. We'll see how it plays out. But no, I think uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a bit of a unique build uh, as to how we do it. And I think gives us access to uh, some upside so far. But you mentioned at the moment three wide receivers on this roster. Let's take a rundown through the rosters. We're 11 picks away. We have uh, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. We also have Mark Andrews at tight end. Then we have Christian McCaffrey at running back. <laughs> we have Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, at quarterback so it is going to take a little bit of uh, maneuvering here to make this work out but i think that we can we can do it the other player in case he does manage to get back to us i would add Kadarius tony who i mentioned a moment ago to oh, yeah. the, to the queue Um we start to then the tricky part now for us is we are potentially going to have to bypass some of those zero rb targets we have for wide receivers but i think we can we can play it out here Um what's your confidence level of making this team work based on on how we have gone so far What's my confidence level? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to pull it off. We're going to stick the landing. We uh, we got a little bit of unlucky with um, with these teams loading up on wide receiver. But maybe, hopefully, they, they hold off now. There's not a lot of badges in this draft. So, hopefully, hopefully they start they, they start the feast on, uh, on some running backs here. The other thing I would like to see people feast on is uh, quarterbacks at the minute. By ADP in the queue, we have Russell, or not in the queue, but by ADP, we have Russell Wilson, right. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. I'd like to see some of those potentially start to go off. We have two quarterbacks, but we can have two of the, the majority of the quarterbacks off the board. So a couple of teams coming up here before our pick with no quarterback. You'd be hoping that they might dip into that quarterback room. Uh, checking through the rest of the queue, if you can scroll down a bit and we'll see what our other options are um we could potentially i know we're leaving ourselves short at uh wide receiver but we're going to make this pretty unique i think we should add penny to the queue who you're hovering yeah. over there uh, i'm always going to have singletary in the queue at some point but tight end wise if you want to look in oh hawkinson and, uh, is gone so yeah i think we're at the moment now at this point i'm waiting quite a bit for those next tight ends the, the tight ends have gone right. off the board pretty solidly but it w if hawkinson had to go back there which is quite late going at the 803 that would have been very very interesting at that point i but think yeah, there's point we're hoping sorry yeah i was going to say there's some of our i think we we still have a lot of nice targets here in these the back end of the draft and uh, it's gonna be fun you can add singletary to the queue there as well when we're when we're doing that he can be a, a bring back for the uh the joe burrow led uh, Bengals. He, he's gone and my heart has crumbled at the 808. Um, but uh, we are back on the clock. I think we, we go with one of the uh, Chiefs. I think we go with MBS and then hope that Sky, Sky Moore makes back. it to ADP. Yep, yep. I think that's the way to go. I haven't uh, drafted a huge amount of MBS. And, you know, being a Packers fan, I I've seen what he can do in terms of, you know, big plays and, and deep balls and things like that. But I do feel it is a little bit of a high price. But when we can get him at around ADP, three picks after, and we can pair him up with Mahomes. I haven't drafted Patrick Mahomes a huge amount, um, so I haven't done many chief stacks, so this feels like an opportunity to do that. Uh, if it is a case that Sky Moore does come back to us here, is he the clear pick for you? Because, again, that would be exactly at ADP, or is there somebody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we've, we've taken Mahomes. We're a little bit shorthanded at wide receiver, and so our, our, our best bet, for this to be a really good team is 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 that 
the Chiefs have this gangbusters uh, passing attack that they have in previous years. And we'll he does make it back, so that worked out well for us. Yeah, I think that's that's actually worked out pretty well. We've we've met the rule where you have five wide receivers before ten rounds. We've got our correlation. We've double stacked Mahomes. We've stacked uh, Joe Joe Burrow. I know that's uh, that's not normally. Uh, I know when you draft Rashawn, that's not normally a priority. And and you know sometimes I I yeah uh, my my stacks aren't that that, uh, that big either, but. I do think that's a nice kind of like boost to this team. Yeah, I think when you can make it work at the ADP, that's the thing I keep talking about is not reaching an ADP. We we talked about Davis as a potential pick earlier. I think part of the reason that his ADP is quite as high as it is on underdog is the stacking element that people are trying to target for week 17. So that is something that, that's one of the reasons I haven't drafted him as much as I, as you know, I, I would have liked to is based on, I think his ADP is a little bit too high. So right. we have some correlations built in through those opening nine rounds, and I think we can fill it out. I think, you know, getting the two Chiefs there really starts to balance out the overall build, and we'll, we'll see how we play out from this point forward. Um, currently, we are at a two-quarterback, one-running-back, five-wide five wide, five wide receivers, if I can get that out, and then one tight end. So if, you, if I just said to you we would have – probably we wouldn't have two quarterbacks in the build at this point, but we would be at this would be the point now where we're talking about the window – and trying to get make sure we have a second quarterback in. But when we talk about your article in an upcoming show, the window has moved. So maybe this will work out still for us based on, on how it all played out here in this particular draft. So we are now 11 picks away. In the queue is Kareem Hunt, Kenneth Walker, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, and Garrett Wilson. You're not going to have to convince me into drafting Boyd or Wilson. Probably not Lockett either if he, if he lasts to us, which would be... At that point, 18 picks after ADP, I think we would have to right. go and take him. But I mean, he, I he's not somebody actually, I've drafted very much based on, I've mentioned them, I'm drafting more uh, Metcalf. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably doing the optimism thing where I hope that uh, all the values just fall to us, that we look out with picks. But, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes sometimes you do get a nice value. and uh, Sometimes miracles happen. Sometimes miracles happen. <laughs> but we do have a, a few options here in the queue i think one of them i'm hoping should at least get to us at that particular point as i mentioned that the first one goes off the board and kareem hunt mike Gusecki goes off the board um there is gonna be ronald jones slide him and this is the area too if i don't have that second quarterback my usual final spot for a second quarterback in the build without trying to go for a third quarterback is usually justin fields tends to go in this this particular range tyler lockett who we mentioned does go off the board we are going to have some options here. Any of the tight ends that go in this range interest you? Isaiah Speller is there as well. I think we can add him into the queue as a potential option. So Tyler Bide goes. Uh, that was the one I wanted. But <laughs> I, Aaron Rodgers goes. So we're going to have our, our, our pick of these guys. I don't know. I don't. I think we should, we're better off holding off on tight ends. Yeah, yep, I agree. I agree. Um Gasecki would have been a target for me, but as I mentioned, he did also go a couple of picks ago. I do think that Walker becomes very, very interesting here. We're at uh, we're at, we're at one eighteen as our pick. His ADP is one oh seven. He does last through as Patterson and Kirk Cousins go off the board. How do you feel about taking Walker here and seeing how it comes back? Yeah, yeah, I I, I think that's strong. Um, we're getting more value, and um, we we uh, we've passed on running back for quite a while. So um, getting our RB2 here um, feels strong. Going to draft them. 
And I, I think I, I've written in a previous article about, and I don't know if we talked about, oh yeah, we did, we did do a show about this, where when you do an anchor, um, most drafters are too uncomfortable about waiting on that RB2. And so when no, you... Those. Come on, Ronald Jones. When, <laughs> when you can, uh, when you get, when you can delay into that zone where you're still feeling very happy, comfortable, or sorry, we feel comfortable, Kenneth Walker at RB2, but other drafters are yeah. not. And it, become, it becomes a very unique um, build. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Do you have uh, Ronald Jones as the next option here? He was somebody we were thinking about. Anyone else just in the full queue uh, that would be interesting to us at this point? Tim Patrick's there, Christian Watson. I don't think so. I think it's the, the clear yeah, pick Ronald Jones here. Clear pick. Uh, it would be interesting if we haven't borrow, you know, that or you know, that would be the reins there. Justin Fields could be in our pick. But that there sets us up now with Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker, and Ronald Jones. And we have really stacked up here on, on KC, but we're attacking it. We're going to get those KC points no matter what happens, unless everything just goes through Kelsey. Uh, but that's probably what'll happen with the way we've uh, set this roster up. But how are you feeling now? as we have a, a two quarterback, three running back, five wide receiver, one tight end. Is that, that's kind of where we would usually approach being in the 11th, 12th round range. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely feeling a lot better about this team uh, than, uh, than when we had just two wide receivers. I think we're, we're, we're pretty we're, – we've got strength all over the roster. We've got the elite tight end. We've got T. Higgins. We're making, we're making a YR1 bet for uh, T. Higgins – uh, Deontay Johnson is a strong pick. I know uh, Brandon Ayuk. He was in he was in the doghouse last year, and some of the, the training camp news has actually been, oh hey, he's actually one of the biggest leaders on our team now. He seems to have really figured it out according to reports. It's always hard to know, but it is what I would say so far with uh, Kyle Shanahan this offseason, He's not. He doesn't seem to be mixing his words or trying to hide anything when it comes to the quarterback situation. I think he was very, very aggressive last year when things weren't working out for Ayuk. And I think he's 
probably been pretty honest at this point you know maybe with a little bit of sugar coating on top of it for what he's doing i remember one of the podcasts last year on the big breakout week for Ayuk. i had titled it from the doghouse to the penthouse because (laughs) i had drafted a lot of Ayuk last year and it, it didn't really work out early in the season but fantastic talent still very young so um yeah i think smart play smart play there um when we look now we are 10 picks away we're getting into some of our favorite zero rb candidates here with some young wide receivers going in this range um i'm interested in probably putting jameson williams in there jarvis landry i think jarvis landry's adp is starting to get to a point where i'm becoming a little bit less interested and then the news has been more positive than i expected on uh michael thomas so that i think affects what we can think of landry but based on the build we have we'll still be looking for some of those wide receiver options depending on how the value falls albert o and gerald everett yep you add them into the queue and uh, i think we're into a zone where there's a lot of options for us here we can kind of pivot depending on value and you know we have we have all the options open for us at the positions it'd be nice if we did get everett around adp that would give us right. a, a two tight end build, which would then give us a lot of flexibility into those final rounds for running back and wide receiver. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable um, um, passing uh, that second tight end into the 13th round just because we have two targets we like, four drafters, four picks between our picks. So we can we can pray that, uh, that we don't get uh, sniped. And interesting here in terms of the players in the queue, Madison is there who leads the way by ADP, then Henderson, then Carter, then Algier. I think if you don't take Brees Hall, Carter becomes very interesting. Interesting yeah. enough, before we recorded this, I've edited a draft from Stealing Bananas with Sean Gretsch, or Sean Siegel and Ben Gretsch. They He talked in that about Madison not being somebody he thinks can have a standalone role this year. And then he also talked about Henderson and Carter being very interesting options. So they're the guys that I'm most interested in as well. Do you have a strong preference for Madison or and he well, goes, which I was hoping would happen? He's gone. <laughs> you, you, you didn't want to have to argue with me about him. I uh, I'm not drafting a ton of Madison, but I, I anytime players fall well beyond ADP, I'm interested. Henderson just went. Uh, he was somebody I was intrigued by. Carter, I think, becomes very interesting here. It's right at ADP. The other players that are right at ADP are just slightly after it. Are Jarvis Landry? Are Jamison Williams? I've been drafting Jamison Williams when the opportunity presents itself at ADP. How do you feel about the guys that are here? So we've got this? a choice between Michael, Michael Carter and Jamison Williams. And I th- it's it's up to you. If you feel strongly one way or the don't other, feel strongly. If you feel strongly one way or the other, we'll take him. But by ADP, there is that edge towards Williams. Yeah, I, I, I think I lean Williams, just based on the fact that uh, wide receiver just it just does dry up so fast, and um, he he well, see, the, the dream he, here for me would be tournament. Yeah, with the huge top heavy nature, all the teams you have to beat in weeks 15, 16, and seventeen. He could be a prime producer that you get in the 12th round. That I'm going to throw an M out here in case he does get to us. That could be interesting would be Jamison Crowder. The reports haven't been great so far for him, but it would fit in with the Bengals side of things that we have set up for week 17. But again, it's it's an interesting area here of the, the draft where there's a lot of options for us. So I don't... It feels yeah. like we miss both tight ends if we don't go here and, and take one. Um, yeah. And then when we're looking at who we're taking, obviously the reports on Dulcich have been very positive for the Broncos. 
I still feel like Alberto at this point is the extreme value out of the two of them. I'm drafting a lot of Everett, but I've, I'm okay. Taking... I'm happy with that. Okay, and uh, the the part also is I'm not going to say if you want to go character here because we did skip on him, we could take the risk. Yeah, yeah, we we obviously um very very hard not to be tempted by Carter there, and I guess we we could have made the argument of like, hey, Hunter Henry. Everett, uh, maybe even Njoku, Higby, and Fant. But this is this is kind of a range where the t- that where if you get your tight end two there, it's very valuable. The, the 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 tight ends here do seem like great values, and and hopefully we get some some uh, tight end play and and some flex play from Alberto there. So he went as tight end fifteen in this particular draft. You know, Everett then is uh, tight end seventeen by tight end ADP. But I just feel like he should be still going in that tight end ten to tight end twelve range, and I'm still trying to target him in that area. Uh, ideally, if we can get an elite tight end pair him with that, the other ones then I'm holding off on is Everett and Fant. They are my other priority targets at tight end to try and get a two tight end build. But yeah, I feel like it's sliding a, a little bit much because. I still think that even if it's not a case that he is the leading guy the entire season, if Dulcich comes in and is amazing, I still think there's we've seen the the upside of uh, Alberto in this offense, how athletic he is, and and that's what you want from tight ends breaking those big plays and uh, seeing what we can get out of it. So we'll see how it plays out. Crowder still there. We are ten picks away. Let's fill up that queue with some interesting options. I think Terry and Davis Price. I would be adding in there. Kenneth Gainwell. They're kind of the options in this range for us at wide receiver then we did take jameson williams so dj chark is there as an option but it depends how much you want to go in and get him i, I like yeah. chark I, I think as well with the chark on there with chark for example i think jameson williams might take a little bit of time to come on in the season my thought process with him is that he can be that you know rookie who emerges as a late season superstar for your roster and it might be a case where while he's developing along the way that we would see dj chark being the guy that's uh, being the guy that's getting those points, so we'll see now how these plays pick out over the next nine picks. I would guess that um, Connor, all these guys could be gone by the time we pick. But is there yeah, any other guys further down the list that you're interested? Be, in? uh, we're not going to be loving the uh, players available. You know, I have a sneaky suspicion, Colin, that uh, the best player available is going to be tight ends. That that's not my suspicion. Your suspicion could be proven very much correct here in the, <laughs> the next couple of minutes. So down to six picks away, still three players available. So things looking maybe a little bit more positive um, at this particular point. But Everett's one of the players that's in there. We're, we're, we're likely to pass on him because we've got the second tight end as it is. But wouldn't be against it. But I think we, we need to target other areas. Crowder would be nice um, to see in there. Any other running backs in this range that are you know high targets for you at this particular point? Not really. You know, I would consider uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, given how much he showed last year, and, and that not drafting David Montgomery, but it's kind of like the backup tight end on like a not and a, a, an offense that we don't really expect to be explosive or good. Unless you're like me, who's uh, drafting too many, uh, you know, Detroit versus Chicago uh, Week 17 matchups. <laughs> So I one pick away i think i think okay we're on the clock i think i know i said to wait but at this particular point we are what are we seven, 17 picks after adp for 
uh, Crowder, I think. we. Yeah, yeah. Him. Obviously, he's dropping here because of the news. He's still, like, still when he's played, he's played well. You you, you, you hope that he can uh, he can come back to, to, to training camp healthy and unseat uh, McKenzie, who didn't get paid. They, they just gave him a contract, and he didn't get paid a lot of money. So it's not like they are in love, enamored with McKenzie. I do think too, like obviously we're a couple of days into training camp while we're recording this one. You know, sometimes we can jump into that news too quickly and, and right. get ahead of ourselves. But just, uh, we're on the clock. Herbert is the top option here for us. But um, anyone else of high intrigue here? Um, we, uh, are, we could reach on Wendell would probably be an option, but Herbert probably fits here for us. Yeah, I, I think it's Herbert. Get around the ADP value. We get that uh, Herbert versus Jameson Williams stack as well for uh, week 17. <laughs> yeah. when, when She's going to be laughing when, when they're the ones scoring all the points. Everyone's talking about, obviously, you know, Cincinnati, which we have done here, Cincinnati and the Bills. But, um, you know, I, I just can't get enough of the Jets and uh, the Seahawks and, and the Bears and the Lions. They're my go-to week 17 cheap stacks that I, I'm building up. So, um, Colin, I, I obviously listen to uh, Overtime around a lot. Um, I listen to, to your drafts, and I hear uh, I hear you, you put in the comments about, oh, Sean, he's a master at uh, waiting for these picks for the last second, and then he just picks who he wants. I think uh, I think you must be relishing my uh, my openness to uh, to agree to what you say. It feels good, but the other thing, there has been a few picks where I'm like, well, you have the button, so there's not a huge amount I can I can do in this situation. But the one uh, thing I, I have noticed is you have underdogs. Yeah, so you, I think you you got to take what you can get, right? That's what you have to do. I I ticked, uh, or I, I've noticed that you actually are opening, expanding the names of the players to click draft. That's Sean doesn't go to that effort when we're when we're doing the drafts. He just put it to the top of the queue and let it tick down. So um, <laughs> it's, it's a different experience, but but a fun experience. Uh, drafting for people who have obviously for people who draft. When you are streaming a draft or recording a draft, trying to get back and forth and you know make it entertaining for people to talk about players and to balance it all out, it definitely is a challenge. I would recommend somebody like when they're doing their draft or co-managing a team, trying to make that conversation happen and then fit in. Because there's a couple of times even in this draft where I've been like, yep, we're back on the clock and I have not finished that part of the conversation we were going to have. So uh, it does happen pretty quick, but really fun and the one thing I'll say, Connor, I don't know if you would feel the same way, is when you then go and you draft solo, it feels like you have so much time to make the picks. The clarity is amazing when you're uh, solo drafting after it. Yeah, I, I haven't done too many drafts on stream. Um, I think I just did one in the pre-draft the, the pre kind of slate and found it very, very difficult. Very difficult. Um, but I was also doing it on my phone and... Uh, while streaming on, on on the laptop so that uh that made it harder but no that this 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 is a fun draft we are 10 picks away so let's do a quick run through with patrick mahomes joe burrow christian mccaffrey kenneth walker ronald Durant jones, jones. Khalil herbert then we have t higgins deontay johnson branton Ayuk, pair of uh chiefs wide receivers in mbs and sky more than jameson we we got both of the jameson we have jameson Williams and Jameson Crowder, very Irish uh, office to get yeah. the two Jamesons in there, and then uh, Mark Andrews and Alberto. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fun. We, we've kind of built out our stacks. Got we've kind of triple stacked 
Patrick Mahomes with adding on Ronald Jones. I know the correlation isn't quite as good there, um, but there is some. We've got our uh, we've got our Joe Burrow, the T Higgins, and then the, the Jameson Crowder bring back, which is fun. We also have we didn't mention that we've got our Deontay Johnson and uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, it wasn't really intentional when we made that selection, but we also have the Chiefs with Albert O as well for the the bring back. Oh yeah, the, true. So that was true. not by design, but it's worked out pretty well there. So how many we've got seven wide receivers, four running backs. So in in my to me, we really need two more running backs, another wide receiver. We still are we still willing to draft um William Will Fuller, William Fuller. We're willing to draft him, uh, depending on who else is available. Uh, my thing has always been with the split on him and Julio has been to draft Julio. Uh, myself and Sean have discussed this a few times, but I think still the upside of potentially taking Fuller here if he signs. I'm just not sure if he actually does come back. There's been a lot of different reports about, you know, could go to the Browns and things like that, but it, it's intrigue, intriguing. Apparently the Packers offered him a deal and he wasn't very <laughs> interested uh, in playing in the cold. So we'll see how it plays out. Some We are back on the clock. Some uh, wide receivers here that I wouldn't mind going and getting, but probably will come back to us on the next pick. We don't have a huge amount of wide receiver options. Wendell, who's somebody I like to target here, has gone yeah. off the board. So I do think that Will Fuller, based on our options available and the build, probably does make sense here because there is a couple of options at running back at the top of the queue. Darrell Williams is there, J.D. McKissick, Raheem Mostert, and then we have Brian Robinson. Booster could be an interesting if it comes back, but I do think that there's a couple of other options that might fit our build. Uh, somebody who actually went off the board two picks before who was going to be my prime target there was Chris Evans. He would have fitted in with our Cincinnati kind of lineup as well. So he did go, so we don't get him. I think we're looking at running back now. Yeah, and I think I've been drafting a lot of Sony Michelle, but I also think Moster could be interesting. Um, they're going quite close now in ADP. Uh, have you a preference out of those two guys? Usually, I bring on Sony. Not really. It's just, it's just it's it's one of those ambiguous backfields. The other option we have here, if you want, is to go for somebody like a Brian Robinson, and then wait and see which Miami Dolphins running back might get back to us in the the last round here. I I've, I've no problem with that. Zachary Kruger will be pleased with our draft as well if we. Oh, well, we, we got to get the Zachary Kruger uh, stamp of approval on this. Maybe, maybe that he sees that I've drafted Brian Robinson here. He will allow me to draft Devin Singletary in uh, an upcoming draft, which uh, <laughs> he hasn't let me do for quite some time. Uh, but I think that we see if Sony or Raheem gets back. I, I like both of those guys, but I'm know, usually going for, for Sony Michelle. The Ernest Johnson outside in there yet, too. And for you at the moment, the build, we have one pick remaining. The build is two quarterback, five running back, eight wide receiver, two tight ends. I do think that the final pick here, it probably makes sense to make it a six running back build. Right. Well, we, we passed on that uh, RB2 for so long that it just makes it makes sense to, uh, uh, what you call it, just add an additional one over the standard kind of like anchor RB taking five. Yeah, the other player I would add, and uh, I would like we we are going to have a lot of options here. We're probably going to that that when I mentioned this earlier in the show is sometimes when we get to this point, we're looking at like there's some great zero RB candidates here at the back end of the draft. Um, the other guy that was there was Hassan Haskins. I think could be interesting. 
Um, when we're looking at running backs, we're often looking at the ADP and the big gaps in ADP, for example. And we have a situation I talked earlier about Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Much smaller gap than we have, obviously, with Derrick Henry and Hassan Haskins. But when we're looking at potentially, unfortunately, injuries do happen. If that happens, all of a sudden, Hassan Haskins could be into a, a, a much better position. So I think he's yeah, my, my fear with Haskins is that um, Derrick Henry is the star. He's the guy that they're willing to, to give the rock to. Whereas when he gets injured, plan B may not be, oh, well, here's the RB2 in the roster. We're just going to give him every every touch. Let's get Adrian Peterson back. What's that? Let's get Adrian Peterson back. That's what they did last year, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. And then they went to Devontae, for, uh, Devontae Foreman after that. But um, yeah, I, I do think that standalone role is not something that I expect him to have. Um, whereas I do expect the likes of Brian Robinson, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert, all to have standalone roles. The one concern I would have with the Miami backfield is I think it's going to be so split. I think we're going to see pretty much a um, 49ers light backfield there with how right. they scheme things. But I also think that Michelle probably has the tree down upside of the boy. I was about to say off the boys, of the running backs in that backfield. Uh, that was a very Irish saying, Connor. I think it's the boys. Been, yeah, we, we've been spending too much time talking here on this show. I've, I've started to show my natural flavor of uh, language, but then in terms of, uh, I think that makes it interesting. The other player that goes in this kind of range is Trey Sermon, who last year for people to remember was coming in with a lot of hype a lot of steam at this stage of the year so always interested in those guys you know post hype potentials but feels like he may have missed that opportunity um but it's always intriguing yeah. as well control man i don't think we'll draft him but we control him in anyway the other yeah. thing looking at are can you just scroll down to the running backs we see the bye weeks that we have for our running backs so far um oh, not that it's yeah, well, the one thing I would say, like at the moment, there's it's not week fourteen, but we have two week fourteen running backs. I wouldn't really want it a third week fourteen back, but none of these bye weeks are are week fourteen. But as Connor says, bye weeks don't matter, so uh, <laughs> we can see. I'm always that little bit more in a, a zero RB or a hero RB build to just check. You know, let's say now we're looking at this, things don't play out. Khalil Herbert goes on IR, just pretend Ronald Jones doesn't work out for the Chiefs then you're into a situation where you don't want to have too much crossover for that then by weeks. You want to try and keep options available. But our running backs get injured. Uh, I think we might be in trouble. All right. Do you think so? <laughs> that, that can happen. If you have started off with very few running backs and then they all get injured, you really do struggle. We're one pick away. We have pretty much all of the guys we had in the queue in the queue, but Raheem Mostert lasts to, oh my goodness, what are we at here? 30 picks after ADP. I haven't drafted much Raheem Mostert, but I think we probably have to take a good I think I think you're being begged. They're, the draft room is begging us to take Raheem Mostert. That is, uh, yeah, that's amazing. As clear to, as of four days ago, it pops up as clear to return. But Sony Michelle went at the 209, which was after ADP. Mostert goes then at that particular point much, much later, which, uh, yeah, haven't drafted him, but that's when the ADP becomes your friend. Let's have a look through the, the final roster, Connor. Give us a, a run through the, the final standings there. So, yeah, we, we started Christian McCaffrey. Obviously very pleased with that. We got T. Higgins. And then um, Mark Andrews fell to us at a huge value, g- giving us a tight end, early tight end locked up. Deontay Johnson feels like 
compared especially compared to the way wide receiver has been going Deontay Johnson given his ability to earn targets does feel like a nice uh, pick there we double tap quarterback in the fifth and sixth round and um, I think that 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 uh definitely makes us unique because I don't think there's going to be a lot of drafters comfortable do, using that approach and and as well it's not something that I'm would be intending to do but in certain situations I think sometimes right. pivot into the non-standard of what we are doing gives you that differentiation and we talked about the quarterback window and we are going to talk about it more in an upcoming episode it has moved up if we look at the other quarterbacks we we took those two guys the only quarterback that went after or in that range Justin Herbert went one pick before we took Patrick Mahomes then Kyler Morty goes off a couple of picks later then Hurts then it comes back to Joe Burrow who we take so after the Joe Burrow pick there's a drop to the Trey Lance Matthew Stafford then you get Russell Wilson Dak Prescott Tom Brady I feel like that worked out for us the way that things split up the one way we could probably have done it a little bit differently is we take Joe Burrow there you know I we take Branton Ayuk then after that I don't think there's a huge amount of ways I would have changed that around looking at the draft board and the 2v2s is there something that you would have done different there you know I'm not we take Branton Ayuk I'm not interested in Amari Cooper I'm not interested in Christian Curry. right not interested in well I'm interested in Chris Olave and, and Drake London but you know I'm also in the 2v2 happy to get Joe Burrow and Ayuk the players that went before Burrow were DeAndre Hopkins Alan Lazard Elijah right. Moore who I would have took there and then Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson after him so like you said, there's a slight possibility maybe we could have gotten Drake London and then Joe Burrow. Yeah, the, the pick I would, the way I would change it if I was going to switch it in hindsight would be to take Bateman over Mahomes and then take Burrow. But like, you know, that, I think it worked out the way it has worked out. Yeah. I mean, well, it, that would have only made like a one wide receiver difference. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't really change. Like Branton Ayuk versus Bateman, you know, the range of outcomes are probably not all that different. Right. And uh, Mahomes obviously gives us a nice correlation boost to be able to take these kind of like Chiefs wide receivers and, and just hope that we get some strong performances there. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So when we do that double quarterback, it wasn't looking all that appetizing, but I think the way it played out after that, been able to add Sky Moore, then add Kenneth Walker, Ronald, Ron, Ronald Jones, Jameson Williams to get some rookie upside there. Albert O, not intentional, but we can say now that it was intentional to, you know, that that uh, Denver versus Chiefs game week 17. Then Crowder linked in for, you know, a big drop in ADP, but also links in if things do turn around for him for that Cincinnati uh, stack as well. And then we take Khalil Herbert and the 15th how did we finish out those last couple of rounds connor um so then we took uh we took will fuller obviously uh the news on him has been a tumbleweed but we're the news still... has been there is no news yeah <laughs> there's no news he could be he could be in um remote i don't know alaska or barbados or something like that it, maybe he was abducted by aliens and uh and Let's not get into conspiracy theory. <laughs> That's a different podcast. <laughs> but then we finished it up with some uh, some late round running back uh, zero running back targets. Uh, Brian Robinson. That that feels strong. They're getting him there, especially with the news that um, Antonio Gibson hasn't been uh, practicing. And then uh, Raheem Mostert clear to return uh, when he is healthy. One of the fastest players in the NFL. Obviously, he's got the connection 
with the uh, the head coach Mike McDaniel's. So definitely seems like it. We we got a strong roster overall. We correlated at or below ADP. I think maybe maybe the people will be disappointed that it's a uh, it's a Rotoviz draft, and they'll be disappointed in our um, wide receivers. It's a first time for everything. Um, the, <laughs> at least we have Christian McCaffrey. But when we look through that roster, I think we've done a lot of things very very well. Um, an interesting build, quite unique. The other thing is like, and people listening are probably like, you know, they probably heard me drafting Sony Michelle a lot of different times, myself and Sean talking about them. But a lot of it is an ADP game. And Sean often talks about, we don't know everything. We probably are going to be wrong on more things than we're right on. And that's why like, rather than having 100% Sony Michelle, if the draft falls in a way that Raheem Mostert is there, you want to have him on those rosters as well, you know, and have multiple shots at the same offense. Because I do think Miami's going to score... A lot of touchdowns this year. I think they're going to be much improved with Tyreek Hill there, with Waddle taking a step forward in the second year, two issue take a step forward. I think it's going to be interesting and in, in trying to get access to different offenses. And when you're in the 18th and 19th round, like most of them picks when we come to the end of the season aren't going to hit, unless it's Sonny Michelle from last year who turned out to, to win Connor the best ball tournament over me and Sean and Blair. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. so interesting this year, uh, we didn't get Sonny there. That, that Maybe maybe Mostert is the guy this year, the late round guy. Yeah, um, obviously, uh, you uh, you get an 18 round pick that can score a lot of points. You are in business, and we hope that uh, that that's Raheem Mostert this yeah, year. We'll right? see. We'll see how it plays out. But fun draft uh, over at Underdog Fantasy in the Best Ball Mania Three. If you aren't already following Connor on Twitter, make sure you do so. It's at Draco Out. The information for that will be in today's show notes, as always. And you can follow me if you wish at Overtime Ireland on twitter the road of his best ball show is available in audio podcast form as well you can check that out on its own podcast feed that is the road of his best ball show hit that subscribe button and uh, we hope you enjoy the content that we are producing it is getting closer to the season we are excited but until we are back with another episode have a good one